Chasten here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 3rd of April, 2023, the 12th of Nisan, 5783, just three days before the holiday of Passover. Actually, the Seder, the Pesach Seder, is this Wednesday night. And here in Israel, an influx of tourists from all over the world. I was just walking down Yafo Street, one of the main roads here in Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. And it was packed with tourists getting in their last uh, pieces of bread and other chametz before we head towards the Passover holiday. Hope you are safe. Hope you are well in your part of the world. Got to get right to the news here. Just reported now by Israel National News. This morning, IDF forces engaged terrorists in the Sumerian Shamron town of Shechem during an arrest operation for wanted terrorist suspects. Two terrorists were eliminated in a gun battle. And as far as I can see, thank God, uh, nobody hurt on the Israeli side. This just happened um, here earlier this morning, as reported by Arucheva Israel National News. And we're going to go ahead and stick on the topic of terrorism and counterterrorism. This past Saturday night, as Shabbat ended, uh, I was at home, I was in Gush Etzion, and uh, when you hear ambulances, uh, sometimes when you hear a lot of them nonstop, you know something's going on. In fact, reported here by JNS, three Israeli soldiers were wounded on Saturday night, one seriously in a car ramming attack just south of the Gush Etzion Junction in the village of Beit Umar. Uh, three soldiers, one again in serious condition, one moderate, and the other one lightly wounded. The terrorist was shot and killed. Um, Shlomo Neman, the head of the Yesha Council and the chairman of the Gush Etzion Regional Council, saying that, I thought this was basically, to paraphrase, I thought Ramadan was a religious holiday of peace, but the terrorists once again striking during their, uh, during their holiday. Wishing a speedy recovery for those wounded, the three soldiers wounded in that terrorist car ramming on Saturday night. Israeli forces on high alert during Ramadan, the, the month-long holiday, especially after what's been going on here in Israel over the last several months. Another incident, and I don't see what or how this became something controversial, a 26-year-old uh, Israeli Arab a Bedouin, actually, from the town of Hura, was shot dead in Jerusalem's old city after uh, attempting to steal an officer's weapon. He actually succeeded in grabbing an officer's firearm, firearm and uh, firing several shots. He was trying to murder Jewish Israeli policemen or Israeli policemen on uh, the Temple Mount, taking advantage of the fact that Israel is allowing hundreds of thousands of Muslims into Jerusalem to pray for Ramadan. We'll get to that in just a minute. According to a police report, the terrorist managed to pull out a policeman's weapon, shoot in the direction of two officers. The officers struggled with the suspects, recovered the weapon, and neutralized the terrorist. So you have uh, the Arab world, or a lot of sources there in the Arab world, saying that this was a, a massacre. The anti-Israel haters on social media saying this was a massacre, uh, this was a murder, this was killing in cold blood. However... Uh, according to the Jerusalem Post, new DNA evidence proves that Israeli Bedouin Mohammed al-Osaibi was shot and killed after he attempted to attack 
a policewoman with the gun that he stole on the Temple Mount. So the police were unequivocal that this was a terrorist attack. Somehow the propaganda of the anti-Israel haters seeped into this story indicating that maybe maybe it wasn't a terrorist attack. Maybe he was, I don't know what, he bumped into the policeman and just happened to dislodge his firearm. I don't know what excuse they're, they're using, but I'm going to go with the, uh, the side of the police uh, version on this one. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, just kidding. Obviously, I'm going to say this guy tried to murder Israelis was stopped. Just a hunch. Uh, but let's wish a speedy recovery for, again, those soldiers wounded in the terrorist car ramming on Saturday night. Um, you can go to my Facebook page, actually. You'll see how some of the, uh, some of the local Arabs and villages in the area celebrated the attack, and that is uh, just absolutely sick. Switching gears here, a former prime minister of Israel openly trying to take down the Netanyahu government. He's not hiding the fact that this is his goal. I'm talking about former prime minister Ehud Barak, JNS reporting here that he, Barak, revealed his strategy for a counter-revolution to bring down the Netanyahu government, speaking at an address and an address to the Chatham House at the Royal Institute of International Affairs, a London-based think tank, just last week. Barak, a supporter of the anti-judicial reform protests, if that's what you want to call them. I mean, they're really just the anti-Netanyahu or the anti-right wing uh, or the anti-sanity, really, protests, said that he was sure his side would win. You see how he's doing this? He's drawing sides. He's making it us versus them. Unfortunately, we're seeing way too much of that. But former prime minister making it us versus them, saying he knows he's going to win because I know our people and we have empirical evidence for this. And then he cited some sort of statistics which show that in protests where 3.5% of the population or 8% of the adult population kept up protests, boycotts, and civil disobedience, they were able to overthrow a government within, um, within a short period of time. He said that Israel's, acting, Israel's government is acting illegitimately, uh, trying to make uh, Netanyahu and our government is trying to make Israel a dictatorship or a non-democratic kind of entity. That's all a bunch of bull. Okay, and I'm thinking, you know what? You're calling out the government, accusing them of being anti-democratic. This is real democracy here, threatening to overthrow a government. He's a real liberal, Prime Minister, former Prime Minister Ehud Barak. Instead of accepting the election results, the will of the people, he is trying to take down the democratically elected government of the state of Israel. For shame, this guy, remember, buddies with Yasser Arafat, trying to take down the Israeli government, arguably the worst prime minister in Israel's, in Israel's history, who made so many concessions to the Palestinian Authority. In other words, he was a failure at peace because we all know that giving away Israeli land only brings on war and more terrorist attacks. This is the one, this is the guy trying to take down the government. Turning back down to, uh, to security and Ramadan and everything going on, according to Times of Israel, border police have deployed 2,300 soldiers in Jerusalem and in surrounding areas in Judea and Samaria. According to estimates, over 100,000 people, 100,000 Muslims took part in prayers on the Temple Mount this past Friday, including 52,000 Arabs under PA control who were given permission to enter into Jerusalem, take part in prayers. 
And the world, if you go just go to Twitter, the world will say and is saying that Israel is hindering the prayers of the Muslims and discriminating. And look how bad we treat the Arabs. I was just, again, on Rehov Yafo, Jaffa Street in Jerusalem, and I saw two elderly Arab women uh, going into a medical clinic to receive world-class treatment. And Israel treats the Arabs bad. Yet, those anti-Israel haters, they will, they will ignore the attempted terror attack in Jerusalem that we spoke about before, the car ramming in Gush Etzion, and people fall for it. People fall for their lies on Twitter. Again, look at those numbers. 100,000 Muslims able to pray. Facing Mecca, let's remember, not facing Jerusalem. But that's besides the point. That's beside the point. 100,000 Muslims facing Mecca, and the Israel haters find any reason to hate, even if it means lying, which happens around the clock. And here you go. Here's our thank you for Ramadan um, easing restrictions and allowing Muslims to worship on the Temple Mount. A planned terrorist attack in the Temple Mount area has been foiled, cleared for publication yesterday on Sunday. Shin Bet and police forces, this reported by Israel National News, uncovered the plot by a Hamas terrorist. He was going to shoot at a bus carrying police officers in the area of the Temple Mount. A 21-year-old resident of Jerusalem was uh, arrested last month. It was just revealed for publication. Just the censor was lifted. And thank God this attack was foiled. He officially was a Hamas member, identified with the Hamas student cell at Birzit University. And that's the reward from Hamas for letting Muslims pray freely on the Temple Mount. Once again, thank God this was foiled in time. A lot of people might think that this is a top story here. And uh, definitely deserves attention. JNS reported uh, yesterday that Israel's cabinet on Sunday approved the creation of a National Guard uh, force under the auspices of National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gvir in the National Security Ministry. So this National Guard force approved. By the way, this was a, if I'm not mistaken, this was a plan put together to create like a National Guard by the former government, by Naftali Bennett by Yair Lapid. I think they're the ones who came up with this idea. And everyone is going crazy because Itamar Ben-Gvir is going to be in charge of this force. You have Israel's reporter by the J-Post, Israel's attorney general, the police chief are all going berserk because, not because of the, they're against, I would say, the security force being established. They're against the fact that Itamar Ben-Gvir is going to be the one uh, calling the shots. Ben-Gvir justifying the need for this uh, National Guard. He said there is no one to take care of the security in the Arab sector, which is plagued by murders. Our wonderful police officers do as much as they can to provide security and service to citizens, but they are overloaded with work and unable to get unable to get to everything. Every police officer who goes on duty has dozens of tasks. It's crazy. That's why we need the National Guard. So the role of the National Guard... Uh, personal security, seizing illegal weapons, dealing with crime, agricultural terrorism. I would wager that this is something that not only most Jews want in Israel, but the Arabs want as well. The crime in the Arab sector is rampant. It's out of control. This National Guard will restore law and order, not only in the Jewish areas, but in the Arab areas as well, which is what those law-abiding Arab citizens in Israel want. But, again, this to me is a personal vendetta against Ben-Gvir, Minister Ben-Gvir, 
I'm sure if someone on the left was still in control of the government, this would be praised. The attorney general would be on board because they hate Ben Gvir so much. They're coming out against this in full force. Mark my words, the Arabs will celebrate this force when they seize illegal weapons and make the Arab communities and the Arab towns and cities and villages a safer place to be. Mark my words on that, okay? Switching over here, uh, more talk about the, the wonderful liberals and humanists and left-wing and whatever description you want to give people, those pro-democracy protesters, right? Well, six women were, were arrested on Sunday after breaking into the Jerusalem offices of the Kohelet Policy Forum and verbally and physically assaulting employees. A group called the Wall Breakers Organization affiliated with the mass demonstrations. They're the ones who were caught inside of the offices of Kohelet. According to reports, they threatened worker they threatened workers at the conservative think tank. Uh, Kohelet, by the way, considered to be the brains behind the legislative proposals being pushed by Prime Minister Netanyahu's coalition in the Knesset. Police were called, and the six women who broke into their offices were arrested. Again, true liberals, real liberals, respecting democracy, uh, breaking into an office and attacking. That's real democracy, right? Attacking those, physically attacking those you disagree with. And these people are the poster child for the anti-judicial reform movement. What chutzpah, what hypocrisy, and just how pathetic just so pathetic these people are. Such hypocrites by their actions. Again, remember last month, Kohelet, they put barbed wire outside of their offices so they couldn't get into work. The same type of people who barricaded MKs in their homes and didn't allow them to go out and vote in the Knesset and blocked their cars so they couldn't get their kids to school. That's true democracy, right? Freedom of protest. No, freedom of protest democracy, all these things, only when it's something that we agree with. That is their philosophy. If it's something we don't agree with, then we're going to take down the government, just like Ehud Barak said. This is the same mentality. And again, it's what's causing disunity here in the country. And I'll say, I've said it before, how many weeks now? It is not about judicial reform. It is about taking down this government. It is about not respecting the democratic process, not respecting the election from November and doing everything they can, everything possible, to create chaos here in the state of Israel, breaking to people's offices, not letting MKs vote. That is where we are, and we really, we got to get back on track, folks. I mean, this is absolutely out of control. Even, even as Prime Minister Netanyahu decided to postpone the judicial reform, um, we got to get back on track with unity here. Anyway, Israel National News says that Iran on Sunday... Uh, claimed that a second member of its Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, has died following an alleged, again, it's an alleged Israeli strike in Syria on Friday morning. The alleged strikes targeted the T-4 airbase, which is located west of the ancient city of Palmyra, and another airport, which is near the Lebanese border, where Hezbollah terrorists are entrenched. Both Iranian and Hezbollah personnel are stationed at these targets here. Uh, so several people were killed. Syria threatening a response. 
Uh, TOI adds that uh, some Israeli media outlets were reporting that the string of airstrikes in Syria, uh, from what it says here, three uh, three strikes uh, uh, over a period of four nights could be linked to last month's suspected Hezbollah terror bombing near Megiddo in northern Israel, which Israel believes was carried out by a terrorist who crossed the Lebanon border fence using a ladder. One Israeli Arab seriously wounded in that attack near Megiddo. So could it be related? Maybe time will tell. But nevertheless, someone, Israel not taking credit, someone is striking the terrorists in Syria as they should be. Uh, those tied to the terrorist, um, worldwide terror supplier, Iran, with its tentacles of terror in different places all over the world. It all goes back to Iran. And by the way, last week there was also a an Iranian... Um, terrorist uh, plot uncovered apparently they were going to let out poison gas in a Chabad house or near a Chabad house in uh, Athens Greece two Pakistanis with ties to Iran where that attack was foiled thanks to the work of the Israeli intelligence agencies and the Greek officials there that is also wasn't even something I was going to talk about. I just remembered it right now. Another was thinking about the tentacles of the Iranian terror regime, and that was another potential attack which was thwarted. Thank God. Our weekly anti-Semitism report: uh, vandals painted swastikas, reported here by JNS, on a historic Montreal synagogue earlier this week. The hateful symbols were discovered on the front doors and adjacent brick facade of the Bog Street Shul, Quebec's oldest living synagogue building. So swastikas on a shul, on a synagogue in historic Montreal, uh, condemned by the uh, friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center, but that is the reality in North America these days. It's not just the European Union countries. Anti-Jew hate on an, uh, an all-time high in North America as well. Uh, a few positive stories here. Yisrael Ayom reported that uh, doctors at the Sheba Tel Shomer Medical Center made history last Wednesday, performing for the first time in Israel a surgery that delivers gene therapy directly to the brain. And I'm not a medical expert here, but the procedure which involved injecting the gene directly into the brain of a four-year-old boy from India lasted seven hours. His name is Adirup Kumar. It was a 10 million shekel or $2.7 million surgery most expensive single surgery ever performed in Israel. This is groundbreaking treatment uh, conducted as part of a global study on Upstanza gene therapy medicine with 30 other children in different countries around the world undergoing this treatment. This little boy arrived with his mother from India for the procedure, which was conducted as part of the study free of charge he was diagnosed with something called AADC deficiency, a rare genetic disease which prevents normal functioning in the brain and makes it impossible for a child to lift their head, let alone walk and talk. There's no cure for the deficiency, but please God, this treatment here, this surgery performed in an Israeli hospital will help this four-year-old boy from India, his mother ecstatic ecstatic she said i looks like it sounds like uh, she, they're actually going to move to israel here uh, we hope that in israel we restart a new life and path for our son we also feel in israel and in the hospital the humanity and the kindness 
We no longer feel like strangers. We love the people, the culture, the tradition, the language, and the food. Indeed, it is the Holy Land. That is a quote from this little boy's mother, whose son receiving this medical breakthrough surgery. And let's pray that the surgery worked and that this boy lives a long and healthy life. Again, Israel once again uh, changing lives for the better. And you BDS haters, you stay away. If this is something that somebody in your family is suffering from, do not get involved in the study. Israel's highly involved. Israel's carrying out these procedures. If you're a BDS anti-Israel hater, just suffer in silence or suffer as you make a stink about Israel. Um, you anti-Jewish, anti-Israel haters, but stay away. Do not look into this procedure because then you would be a hypocrite. But please, God, again, this Indian boy will recover and lead a, a healthy life. Final, final story reported by the Jerusalem Post. And it's right before Pesach where we don't drink whiskey. Nevertheless, an Israeli whiskey company called Milk and Honey, M&H, has been awarded the title of World's Best Single Malt by the World Drinks Awards. I'm not familiar with the World Drinks Awards, but this sounds like a very prestigious honor. M&H was founded in 2013 and became the first whiskey distillery in Israel. All the products are kosher. It's based in Tel Aviv, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that Israel's producing its own whiskey. Uh, the owner, Gal Kalstein, attributes the success of the whiskey to the temperature, the hot climate here in Israel and specifically in the Tel Aviv area. Congratulations to M&H Whiskey. May you continue. This is not their first award, by the way. They've won other awards all over the world, and the whiskey's actually sold in 40 countries. May they win more awards, and may Israel continue to produce, whether it's in the alcohol field, whether it's in the medical field, whether it's in the biotech or the agritech or any other fields in the world. May we continue to have success, and let's do it with unity, folks. Let's do it with unity. Let's come to our senses. Let's get together. Pesach, Passover is this week, followed by Yom HaShoah, Holocaust, Martyrs, and Remembrance Day, Israel's Memorial Day, Israel's 75th Independence Day, right around the corner. Let's all, uh, let's all unify once again. It's been a really, really difficult period here the last several months. Enough is enough. Let's get back on the same page. Because once we're unified, we cannot be beaten. I guarantee you that our enemies cannot harm us. When they see us fighting, they seize upon it time and time again. Let's unify for the welfare of the state of Israel for our future, for our future generations. And that's going to do it for today's show. My name is Josh Haston. Another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. No broadcast next week. It's Cholomoed Pesach. Hopefully I'll be out exploring beautiful areas of this country. Shout out to Tab Tabitha Epstein for everything she does behind the scenes. Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire. Get in touch with me during the week. Josh at thelandofisrael.com. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn as well. Wishing everyone, everyone out there who is celebrating a wonderful Chag Kasher V'Sameach, a beautiful, beautiful, happy and healthy and kosher Passover to you all. Signing off from just outside the walls of the old city of Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Chag Sameach, everyone. Have a great week.